What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, where the bye weeks are coming up right now, week four, let's get you all prepared. Let's talk about some stuff about uh, who to stash, who to trash. Is it time to panic yet on some players? And of course, as always, who is waiver wire worthy? All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex the Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, fabulous, entertaining, informative, and all that and much more episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitlist, here on my co-host, live and direct, with much respect. Alex Marchetti, what's up, BFAs? Marchetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> you know, uh, some people now at the restaurant call you that? Marchetti Spaghetti? Yeah. It's like, that's his name, right? Marchetti Spaghetti? Okay. So. This is a throwback nickname of mine since... Uh, grade school they really called you marchetti spaghetti yeah like you know you know back in the days when you was a kid it was all about teasing what was it just was it just because of uh the fact that you your name rhymed with it that was it that was just it marchetti spaghetti okay marchetti spaghetti okay because um <laughs> yeah they, they, you ever seen the movie a league of their own yes to betty spaghetti Betty Spaghetti. No, it was not because of that. No. I think Betty Spaghetti was played by, whose character was it? It wasn't Madonna's. It was Rosie O'Donnell's. Rosie O'Donnell's. All right. Is it because you look like Rosie O'Donnell? You kind of don't. I think, you know what? I never thought about it that way. I think I am. I, I think that's why. <laughs> wow. All, all along, I thought it was because it rhymed with Marchetti. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. What a loser. <laughs> Anyways, doggy. Uh, so week week three is in the books. Uh, lots to talk about. Big things. I, I want in the books. In the books. L- lots to talk in about. The libro. So did you you didn't get to watch the Giants game at all, right? No, <laughs> no. I did a double on Sunday. Nope. <laughs> I. You know what? I watched the touchdown to Stern and Shepard, mm-hmm. right, and the miss. Uh, the the miss uh, field goal for um from the kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Gay. That's what I saw. Mm. Those are the only two plays I saw. That was that I was wild. That was that was wild for me. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I I mean it was a big game for us Giants fans. I mean, let's 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 we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it because of the fact that we have like people you know like things to talk about who to pick up on the waiver wire and stuff like that. First of all, I was right in what I said. I said. Pick up Daniel Jones if you could afford the spot. I would recommend picking him up. I would recommend looking at him. And I was absolutely right about that. Was I? Was I not? Yes, but, you know, people that might have picked him up, is the only reason they should pick him up is they're really concerned about the quarterback. 
let's say a la Cam Newton. You know, um, who else? Um, you know, um, but if you had, I, I doubt people had Case Keenum, but, uh, you know, if you have poor quarterback play, then, you know. Even if you work, didn't have poor quarterback play. Yeah, but play. then you're going to end up being in a conundrum where you don't know who to start, you know, uh, week in and week out. Which, or you, if you have, like, a top quad, like if you have Dak Prescott and you ended up picking up Daniel Jones, when are you going to Start Daniel well, Jones. Well, well, no, no, Only no. in the buy, so you're just gonna have him in your what, bench until the buy comes. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, because I'm in a little bit of that conundrum myself because of the fact that the the league where I picked up Daniel Jones is the league where I own Philip Rivers. He did good last week. He did bad week two. Did good week one. Did good last week. But now I'm in a conundrum. Do I start Daniel Jones against Washington or Philip Rivers against Miami? Uh Philip Rivers is not gonna give you nothing. Through the ground, and that's where I feel Daniel Jones. That's is why a I'm thinking about like Daniel Jones. I'm thinking about that, and I just think that maybe they'll be so ahead already. Uh, the Chargers that Philip Rivers might even sit out the end, but still, all that these court- possibilities. But, but that's the possibility every week when anybody going against the Chargers and all these quarterbacks still kill against them. Yeah, if Rivers was playing in a game that you see that's going to be scripted as a shootout, then you know who has the bigger upside is Rivers there. But if you're talking about Dolphins who have been dreadful. Um, you know, are they going to, you know, how did Dak Prescott do? You know, like you have to put that into consideration. Like, you know, quarterbacks have pulled good numbers. Maybe the floor is safer. On average, on average, a quarterback that goes against the Dolphins is averaging 29 points. Yeah, the the floor is safer against the Dolphins. But, you know, what you're not considering is the garbage time. Like if the Chargers are ahead by a lot, there's a possibility where Rivers doesn't even play the fourth quarter. Like Lamar Jackson didn't still put 51 points up. like Yeah, but, uh, you know, he did that because he, you know, like it was just a crazy game that he had. But, uh, you know, like if the floor is for Rivers, yes. But if you're looking at like maybe uh, potential be a quarterback one, then uh, maybe Daniel Jones. But it's tough. But, you know, you're, you're, you're going to make that decision. I'm sure there's other uh, yeah. fantasy owners that are going to make that decision, which is hard, but that's uh, the predicament you put yourself when you pick and, up and another I'm, And I'm fine with that because, listen, if Daniel Jones ends up playing, like, let's just say, and I'm, I want, and for me, because a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, I say a lot of homer things, but when I say them as a homer thing, I say on purpose. But like I said, like, I'll say a homer thing, like, bad to, against the Cowboys, but I'll do that on purpose. But then I'll say something like, no, let's be real about the Cowboys and, you know, I have, my, I have my integrity still. The point is, if Daniel Jones, I'm not saying he's going to, if he continues that level of play like yesterday, and if he continues to um, show up, he'll be a wide receiver, he'll be a quarterback one, and he'll be like a week-in, week-out play. I said he's a good play. And I, I'm sorry, not a good play. I say he's a good pickup because he might have the chance to be a good play. Yeah, good and, stash. So. And like I said, listen, if you look at the team, it's, it's you don't have a bad core. It's not terrible when you have Sterling Shepard. It's not terrible now you got Golden Tate coming back. Evan Ingram, of course, is, is stone hands is a beast right now. You have Saquon Barkley, but you're missing him out for a couple of weeks. Wayne Gallman's not the worst pass catcher in the world. I mean, he's not the greatest either, but, you know, he's not the worst. So you, he has some decent players to throw to, so he could run. He's a good thrower. You know, like, obviously the experience is going to get there where he's going to have to, like, you know, like, understand about the speed more and get he's up to He's going to have some bumps in the road. Of course, yeah, of absolutely, course. of course. That's a given. But he's throwing, like, good passes. He's throwing short. That touchdown that he made to Sterling Shepard, that was, like, a, a tough pass to throw. I mean, he's he's looking good. He's looking good so far. Like he's looking, I, And I, it's funny, I read this in a tweet by uh, Jordan Renan, who covers um, – 
from ESPN, who covers the Giants. And he said there was a point in this. He tweeted there was a point in the second quarter. Daniel Jones went into the huddle and said, "Let's effing score!" Like, "Let's effing score!" Guys were taken back. Had never seen that side of him. Seen even seen him curse. Moments later, he pulled a red zone read and ran it in for a touchdown. Had the sideline buzzing. Uh, were a lot of people were like caught back by it because they were, they thought it was Eli Manning that was talking to them. <laughs> Like, like they're like, whoa! We never heard this type of yeah, foul like language never, yeah. from our quarterback Eli Manning. <laughs> but Daniel Jones, you know, he uh, it, it, it cracks. Let's freaking score! Effin. Let's let's freaking score right Effin. now! Effin. Oh, oh. I just I said never heard him curse. I know. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> let's freaking score! Right but now. It, it was a really wild game. It was an awesome game, and it was funny. It's like my my wife's a huge huge Giants fan. Like she's a big time Giants fan. Bigger than you. Probably, she's she's really big, but she missed the game to go to the movies with her friends. And I'm like, baby, nah, she's not a big. I was like, you're gonna really, you're gonna really miss this game. Like, it's a big game for like New Yorkers, for us in general. And she's all like, you know, because she made plans with her friends to go to the movies. Like, they had to accommodate her because they were gonna go Friday, but we got a wedding to go to. Anyways, and I was sitting there and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lie, I'm gonna tell her this game was terrible that she didn't miss anything. And then when I picked her up from the movie, I was like, yeah, now nah, you missed a great game, babe. And we, you know, I, whatever. But it, and it was funny when when her friend was like, it turned out to be great because of the missed field goal. It got no, it got hyped in the end. Like just to see Daniel Jones to like they came back from eighteen nothing. I know, first time. They yeah, first time ever. What do you no, mean? No, well, Eli, Eli never Eli's never right. came back never from eighteen nothing deficit. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But yeah, but it was like it's it's for the comeback from that deficit to 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 see what they did in the first quarter I mean the first half the buccaneers and to see what they did in the second half the defense is not good for the giants the defense is going to keep the giants out from winning a lot of games but for the fact is that the defense stood up a lot better in the second half and so you know i i, I don't know i heard also like the the locker room has been like a lot more pep a lot more hype ever since daniel jones was named the starter and it's, i think it's been the same feel for most part for everybody now it's just like me too like i'll be honest like i'm sad that eli is not the quarterback, but at the same time, I know it has to be done. Like I know it's time. I we understand. Have to it. move on. Yeah, we have to move on. It's but so hard to say goodbye to our number ten. I have to look at the show and I have to try to find <laughs> one where you don't break out into song. You, you, do you love musicals? You would definitely be part of the Newsies if you had the chance, wouldn't you? Uh, off key, it has okay. to be like an off key, like Lumi D or you know uh, all these rappers that sing now. <laughs> but she went to go, yeah. So it was funny when 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 she went to go see that that movie Hustlers, like the stripper movie with J Lo and uh, my girl Cardi wanted B. to watch that movie. I heard it's terrible. It's, it's terrible? awful. My wife said also it was terrible, but it was funny. So tell, when tell her to text my girl, my that. boy. Zimmel's girlfriend, my boy Zimmel's girlfriend, Luch, and she was like, "Well, wouldn't you rather see the stripper movie with J Lo and Cardi B?" And I was like, "Over Daniel Jones, absolutely not. I'd much rather watch <laughs> Daniel Jones than stripper Cardi B and J Lo." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." But it was funny. But anyway, but yeah, she was she was upset that she missed the game for the movie, and it was it, it ended up being a really good game, and it was a great way to the. I mean, it was so many emotions like for Daniel Jones, not Daniel Jones, but Janoris Jenkins get torched, and. Uh, Jameis Winston to throw that last pass to Mike Evans to get him in the field goal range, and then Matt Gay to just shank it. Wow. Yeah, and well, Jameis Winston, right? He threw an interval. That 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 helped us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then we the, the missed field goal, and then and we James fumbled went, it all later. And then we fumbled it right in after the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, Nate Nate Solder. I forgot who it was, but Nate Solder was having a hard time. Oh, I forget his name, but he was doing oh, very Barnett. very good. Barnett. Yeah, he was doing very he's good. Beast. He's a beast. He bro. was doing very good on the blind side. And, yeah. and Nate, no, he's Nate, good. Nate Solder's good. He's not like what he was before, but he's still good. He's a very serviceable left left. No, this guy's on fire. Barnett. Nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, Barnett's on fire. On fire. Yeah, he, the t- uh, two weeks ago he had three sacks. 
And I was like, this guy, you have to look out for him. He's yeah, like the he's next. doing the, the 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 Bucks run defense is looking serious. Yeah. You know, it's looking really serious, the Bucks run defense. But uh we're gonna get right into our shows, get into the all bread and butter. We got a little Giants talk out of the way. Uh, you know, it's 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 well, you know, we're gonna be as happy for as long as we can. Um you know, it's fun. It will also let you know. So it's a great way to settle the fact about who should I play over Daniel Jones or Philip Rivers. A great way to look at that stuff like that is very easily with overlay DFS. Overlay DFS, it's it's fantastic. It's for the you know I said it's great for rookies. It's great for the new players. Uh, if you know if you're sick and tired on FanDuel and DraftKings losing to the Sharks that have over a hundred lineups in each contest, overlay DFS is the game and it's for stuff like this. So if I decided to play Daniel Jones over Philip Rivers and on overlay I'll choose maybe Philip Rivers, I'll win somewhere. Yeah, there. this week they have Daniel Jones. Versus Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Brissett going against who? Brissett is going against the Oakland Raiders. Give me Jones. Yeah, but you know, um, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton thing, yeah. might not might miss the game. So yeah, give I'll, me give me Jones. Give me Daniel Jones there. Too. Yeah, no, it, it you know, but it's simply that's it. That's all it is. It's I mean, you know, you you know. It's not that much research going into. It's a great way just to like you go head to head with somebody and you can make you know you know make your picks with somebody and join the same. Uh, I guess um, you know, like game and match, and and it's it's just fantastic. Like, uh, uh, let's see here. Like, he has, you know, they have like um, Jared Goff or James Winston. They're going against each other. All right, give me Jared Goff. I'll take Jared Goff on that one. Here's a pretty That's good one. Easy one. <clears throat> Here's a pretty good one. Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. They're they're going against each other. Yeah, I have to go with uh, Russell Wilson here. Uh, yeah. I, although I, although I think Kyler Murray is going to have a breakout game on this one. Zeke Elliott or Dak Prescott. Zeke Elliott or Dak Prescott. I think I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. I'll go with Dak Prescott because of the fact that Dak Prescott, that, that actually the New Orleans Saints, believe it or not, give it the most points to quarterbacks. And then like Mac, Mike Evans or Brandon Cooks? Oof, um, Mike Evans? No, Brandon Cooks. Give me Brandon Cooks all day. I got one. I got one for you. Yeah, the, the Buccaneers could be exposed for the year. So yeah. what? <clears throat> um, Hopkins or Julio Jones? Hopkins against the Panthers or Jones against Tennessee Titans? Hopkins. Hopkins? Hopkins. Give me Julio. Julio's been red hot. Yeah, Titans a pretty good defense, though. Hopkins so. have dropped the red. He's dropped three passes. I know, more, three more than he's done all year long. It's crazy. But anyways, yeah, so this is a fantastic way for Overlay. Just go to OverlayDFS.com. Just pick who's going to have more fantasy points. That's all you have to do. Uh, if you finish in the top to, uh, 10% of your field, you win nine times your buy-in. If you go a perfect 12-0, and 0, you win a progressive bonus of over $25,000. Um, they have buy-ins of all levels. If no one hits the perfect 12-0 and 0, uh, the, the 12 and 0 record, the progressive bonus keeps growing and rolling over, and it's just like the super contest, but for DFS, it is fantastic. It is fun. It is quick. It is easy. And it, like, as again, a lot of fun. Uh, don't get shut out. Visit www.overlaydfs.com. Ready? Yeah, ready. Ready with my essential water. Yes. The official sponsor, uh, water sponsor of BFB. Essential water keeps you hydrated. Uh, and that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, Essential. And uh, so our official sponsor keeps us hydrated. That's all you do for us. <laughs> that's what you do for us. It's good. Ionized hydration, 9.5 uh, pH or higher, purified water and electrolytes for taste. Essentially, water uh, really does keep you hydrated like no tomorrow. Hangover, get your hydration and get your electrolytes in. 
drink your essential water too. Those are great for that. All right, so let's get into it. Let's start talking about the show. Uh, let's go. Let's start off with our stash of trash, our keeps or cuts. Let's start off with that. Um, now after four weeks, now with the bye weeks coming in, that's what this is why I like talking about it this week. All right, so this week we have the Jets and the 49ers. Not that many fantasy implications between these two, really. Uh, I mean, I guess on the Jets, the biggest one, obviously, Le'Veon Bell. For the 49ers, the biggest one being George Kittle, who's not having that great of a year. And it's not like the 49ers aren't doing that well. You know, they're still doing decently well. They're three and zero. They haven't yep. lost yet. So, <clears throat> um, so let's let's talk about some stash and trashes. Uh, so you have some bye weeks, some fillers. So even with these bye weeks coming in, is it still even worth keeping some of these people? Uh, I'll start off. I'll ask you one. Latavius Murray, is he a stash or trash? Uh, we saw. Alvin Kamara just lighted up, just killing it. Uh, you know, this goes to the show about Sean Payton, how much you got to believe him. He played to the, you know, to what Teddy Bridgewater could do. He played to against his matchup. He's such a smart coach. He's he's always going to have everything set up for them. Uh, Latavius Murray not doing as well as we expected with that offense, not even as involved as we expected with that offense as is. So uh, Latavius Murray, is he somebody that you think you could stash or you trash? No, I have him in my trash category right now. He, he was someone that was expected to replace Mark Ingram's production. And at this moment, he has failed the expectations. The last two games, he has only included only three and a half fantasy points and that considering that he like three and a half fantasy points how many snaps he had he had over 21 percent of the snaps not much not much well not not much but still enough in order to have more more output than just three and a half points collectively in two weeks he had that's how much he had total three and a half fantasy points so for for having 21 percent snap share over and just giving you that amount of points it's very worrisome to me. He's a trash unless unless you have Alvin Kamara. He's only a handcuff at this moment. But to me, you know, if you, if you just have him and you don't have a Kamara guy, you're not not a Kamara owner, then you got to trash him. Okay, so you would you would just trash him in redraft leagues. I mean, dynasty leagues, most of these are going to be keeps. Yeah, dynasty, of course, you keep him. But in redraft, unless you have Kamara. He's, he's someone that is you could trash. I, ow! I just hit my freaking ch- uh, shin on the table. Ah, that hurts. Anyways, um, so um, I think I, I'm like in the fence, leading a little more towards trash, but I really think I'm gonna regret it. So I mean, honestly, I'll still say I'll still say stash. Uh, as valuable as a handcuff as could be. You know, like there's a certain handcuffs out there that you know this is the next guy up. Like for the for the uh the Vikings, you know Alexander Madison is the next guy up. Like right now, yeah. like Wayne Gallman, like even though he wasn't a stash, but now with Saquon Barkley out, Wayne Gallman's uh, you know, is the next guy up. Like there's certain people you just know they're gonna be the next guy up. Not to say that But the thing is like Alexander Madison with his limited amount of touches, he's still giving you some fantasy points. You know? Right. So it's still valuable. He's still uh someone that you could even debate of having as a flex player. You cannot even think about having Latavius Murray as a flex player at the moment. He's right now just riding your bench until you see he proves you wrong. But if you're one of those fantasy owners that needs help in the running back position, you have uh, uh, 
players are underperforming, like Sony Michelle that you put a lot of shares in, and uh, the James Connors, you know, maybe even Carry On Johnson. You're, you're needing the support, or even even if you uh, drafted uh, Tevin Coleman and he's he's out, you know, and he, you need running backs to play, so you have to consider trashing him to pick up someone else that's worthy as far as as a flyer at least to play for this week. Because right now, if you're zero and three or one and two. You have to consider winning your your week four you know matchup. If right. not, you don't want to, you're gonna dig yourself a hole. So that's those are the type of uh, fantasy owners that I'm speaking to that you have to consider him a trash because of that reason. Right. Um. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm leaning a little more towards the trash, but I'm like very if, if, very if, upset about it. If you're two and one or three and zero oh at this moment, and you're pretty healthy as far as running backs, you know your your guys are doing good, then you know. I I I won't I won't trash him, I won't trash him because what's the point? You never know because next week Kamara could get hurt, nicked up, and just like Barkley, look, Barkley's out for four to eight weeks, and which uh, is not like it's not like a likely thing for Kamara to happen, but the same thing it's like it could happen to anybody any given Sunday. Yeah, but you know, like we we all, the whole point is that we all had this expectation that you know Latavius Murray is going to be the Mark Ingram filler and still have um some sort of usage in it to be fantasy viable, and it has not appeared to be the case so because sean payton plays to the strengths you know yeah all right so probably more towards the cut instead of the keep all right uh so we're continuing with the trash well whoever you want either one all right i'm gonna do i'm gonna give a little uh softball one trash miami (laughs) (laughs) all right what would they ever stash to begin with now well people have Kenyon drake all right so this is for the Kenyon drake owners solely the Kenyon drake's owners because they put a, a you know they put a high capital draft on him, right? Um, if you believe he will get traded, then you have to hold. So he's only worth stashing if you believe he's going to get traded. But the way the Miami Dolphins offense is looking and you, f- you think he's not going to be, you know, uh, moving anywhere, then you might have to trash him or try to trade him for someone else cheap. Because uh, Miami's looking dreadful, and I don't think this is going to go anywhere. It's, it's going to get better anytime soon. So if anything, it's going to get worse as the season continues. So that's one, right? Uh, mine is, this one's a little hard for me, is uh, Justice Hill. He's a player I loved during preseason, but I didn't I, I, didn't, I, I didn't expect his impact to be pretty quick. He's more, I felt, I felt like more of a slow burner as like the second half. Uh, season progressed that he's going to be much more involved but you know we have to adjust with new information as we gather you know what has been a big surprise for me is Gus Edwards his involvement he's currently number 34 in rushing yards among all running backs and number 48 in PPR because he has been involved I didn't anticipate him to be involved as much as he is now Uh, and that's where you know it's very concerning for Justice Hill to me, he's a trash unless unless you have Mark Ingram. You know, if you have Mark Ingram, you see the production Mark Ingram is doing, currently number five in PPR, and uh, that's the only, I, I guess, advice I'll give. If you're considering trashing him, don't trash him if you have Mark Ingram. But if you're running thin in the running back position, then I'm afraid he's a person you have to drop. Trash 100% Justice Hill. I told you don't draft him. Told you don't look his way. 
trash him. There's no room for him. Even if, despite even if you have Mark Ingram. He's not like I said, there's certain people that are hundred percent you know that are gonna be the next man up. Yeah. Justice Hill is not that guy that if Mark I, I believe up, I believe he'll be the next man. You believe man that. Up. Yeah. It's I not the case. Yeah. You believe it would be the case, but I it's not the it. case. It's they're still gonna spread the ball around. You still got Lamar Jackson that's gonna run it around a lot. There's not enough room for him to grow. So Justice Hill, trash hundred percent. Said don't draft him, trash him. Let it go. Well, listen, Kenyon Drake. He, I what he in the three games that he played, there's two of them he had over thirty percent of snap shares. You know? you know, so like he's still being involved in the offense. Obviously, not enough. Is, is not produce. He's not producing fantasy he, points what, at the well, moment. What snaps? He only played thirty percent of the snap shares in one game against Miami. All right, thirty, twenty, and then thirteen. Yeah, yeah, right. but that's only against Miami where they had a tremendous lead. That's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, like he and look at the game against KC that you know thirteen no it's it's not enough room for him to grow. I'm not burning my roster spot for a guy that has a total of only nine rushing attempts so far the entire season. Not burning a roster spot for that. Okay, I would I would just trash him. Basura, um, basura. Yeah, get rid of him. You're not you know there's no room for him to be there. Uh, same thing with uh, Kenyon Drake. I, I would say trash him based on talent, but. You on get, talent, trash him or stash him? Trash him on talent. He you don't, sucks. You don't, you don't like him as a talent guy? No, he He's sucks. Talented. No, he sucks. Wow, okay. And I, I, But I would probably just stash him because he's the main. He's the best running back that Miami has. So it's it's just for that. Like, you know, by week, somebody gets hurt. Like, he'd be like worst case scenario. Like, I'd rather have him right now over Kalen Balaj. So it's like, you know, if somebody like drastically gets hurt and you have nobody else, screw it. You know what I mean? He'll get you like your six points a game. Okay. Well, now nah, to me, he's well. He, he, I think he still has talents. He's, he's just he just plays for a bad team. I don't think he's good. Yeah. If he moves, I think I believe he could be a good running back too. You know. So, all right, move on then. All right. Here's one. Um, this is one that we don't. This is kind of like this is one more of an assumption instead of based on production produced recently. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Is he a stash or a trash for you now that the 49ers have been winning without him? Now that the 49ers have are good with Matt Breida, they have some uh they, they Raheem Mostarts is good and Jeff Wilson is scoring a couple of touchdowns at another pair of touchdowns in last week's game. So they have that three-headed trio over there as far as running back goes. Now when he comes back, he's going to be involved, but how much of an extent is he going to be involved? He might be back this week. After they've seen already the success from the other three running backs that they already currently have, as is over there in San Francisco, and like I said, they're winning games. So, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman is he a guy you stash or trash? I won't. I won't trash him because of the capital they spend on him. Uh, what What it is is going to be a headache because the Niners' offense they what they do believe in is uh running back by committee. They like to share. They already the ball. got three of them. They got three. But Tevin Coleman, they signed Tevin Coleman. I know they didn't sign him for an expensive price. You know, they got him on the cheap. But, you know, obviously he played under the head coach when he was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta Falcons. So he strongly believes in Tevin Coleman, right? And uh, I, w- I won't necessarily trash him. You got to see when he comes back and see and monitor how they play him. But if you expect him to be a workhorse, that's impossible. That's not going to happen in that offense. But he could be a relevant, you know, fantasy play. I don't see a uh, running back two upside, maybe, but 
best case scenario I see is a flex play. Uh, but I won't consider trashing because this is what's going to end up happening. You 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 trash Tevin Coleman, someone's going to pick him up right away. Immediately, they're going to someone's going to file. They're going to put a, a waiver claim for Tevin Coleman immediately, and uh, you have to consider that because then he has some some type of value. So if you're considering to trash him, just try trading first, see what's out there. Because and just try to pick up something that you're desperately need at least for the this coming week. If right now you have no tight end, try to play a, get a tight end. You know if they have another tight end in the bench, just get that because at least it covers your week, gives you the 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 best opportunity to win this week's matchup. Um, yeah, I mean I wouldn't trash him, but I mean just basically just to wrap everything on a nutshell, I wouldn't trash him. But at the same time, I would stash him, but I just would, wouldn't expect much out of him. I just think that that trio, and it's got to just wait and see. Like you said, I mean, Tevin Coleman, talent-wise, could outplay any of those guys. But uh, just just wait and see. I wouldn't start playing him. You know what I mean? I mean, you're not playing him this week anyways on a bye. But still, it's just uh, I, w- I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I would still keep him. And, you know, like I said, I think best-case scenario, low RB2, best-case scenario. All in right. my opinion. All right. What else do you have? No, I don't have any other. I have player. more. Well, go ahead. I'll ask you a question. You're going to love this one. Go ahead. Baker Mayfield. Stash <laughs> or on, trash? Man. You're not going to trash him. You, yeah. What, you're telling me you're not? No. It's, you, know how many t- you know how many fantasy points he has all together so far, Baker Mayfield? You know, you know, what, you know what's crazy? And this is really true. So you're telling me you will pick up Daniel Jones over, you, you, drop, you drop Mayfield for Daniel Jones right now. Daniel Jones has more fantasy points as a starter than all of Baker Mayfield's points. I knew he was going there. Daniel Jones has literally scored 34.2 points last week. Yeah. Baker Mayfield has scored 34.1. Yeah. Daniel Jones has more points in one game in his first start ever than Baker, Baker Mayfield for the season. That's crazy. Yeah. People spend a fifth round pick on him or higher. For a quarterback, that's crazy. He is playing terrible. That offensive line is awful. Do you know the hands and that Freddie he has? Kitchens too. I don't know. Freddie it's Kitchens' just, play calling is crazy. That team is not looking good. No, they're not looking good Do with all those weapons. Do you see the hands that they're on that team? Yeah, and they're underperforming. Baker made severely. He's not doing good. That offensive line is terrible. Yeah. I could only imagine what it would be like to live in Cleveland to hear Cleveland radio right now. They're going nuts. I got I, this guy. I got I got to hear Cleveland radio. I got to hear. Yes, it's, a Cleveland. it's a dumpster fire right now. It's a yeah. dumpster fire. Oh my god, it's so nuts. Uh, nah, I won't. Well, I I didn't draft him in redraft leagues. I have him in my dynasty, but obviously, I'm not going to be dropping him in my dynasty. Well, why not? Uh, not dynasty. No, no, I no. wouldn't say dynasty. But, but in redraft. There is consideration. Like, you know, there are other quarterbacks that you could probably pick up because at the end, quarterbacks, I don't give much value unless you feel like they're going to be a top five quarterback. But right now, he's not looking nowhere near that top five production. Absolutely. So, you know, if there is like a Kyler Murray, maybe, you know, um, Kyle Allen, right? 
Nah, I won't drop for Kyle Allen, maybe. But, uh, you know, Kyler Murray maybe is someone that you could debate because not for none, he has Joe Flacco good. is doing better than I'm not picking him up. I'm not Flacco. saying to pick him up. Joe Flacco is going to not. He's, he's doing better than he's, him. He's going to end up not being the star of the rest Kirk of the Kirk Cousins season. is doing better than him. Derek Carr Kirk is Cousins. doing better than him. Kirk Cousins has more fantasy points than Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. Yo, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Right now, the way it goes, honestly, right now, I would 100% play Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, and Kyle Allen. So right now, your All suggestion. And your, Jacoby Brissett. You're, you're recommended to drop. Drop Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Okay. Drop Baker Mayfield. And I, I would not, but okay. Drop Baker Mayfield. For who? I, I would I would I would drop Daniel Jones Gardner Minshew Gardner Minshew Jacoby Brissett Jacoby uh, yeah I guess. not but Jacob, yet but I would need another week but next week I might be even adding Mason Rudolph to that list. Well, Mason Rudolph didn't have a have a good game. He had a good week. game, twenty five fantasy points, not bad. He did all right, did okay, but still you could you could find you you could find uh, Jacoby Brissett there on on the waiver wire. Daniel Jones Gardner Minshew. Andy Dalton's even doing better than him. Andy Dalton's actually the quarterback 12 so far right now. I'd rather play Andy Dalton over Baker Mayfield probably. I'm telling you, man, it's, he's not doing good. Case Keenum is actually, even for as bad as a game, he had you know, those three interceptions and three fumbles yesterday. Even for that, 11.6 11, 11. fantasy points last week. All right. That's, that's, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, you know, you, you recommend that. Who else? Go ahead. Move on. You know what's funny with his with his three interceptions and his three fumbles, Case Keenum still outplayed Baker Mayfield last week. Well, Case Keenum was the number five quarterback before this week. He had three interceptions. Yeah, I know. And fumbles. Yeah, and he still outplayed Baker well, Mayfield. How many, how many points he had this last week? Baker Mayfield. No, 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 no. Case Keenum. Eleven point six. Yeah, all right. Baker Mayfield nine point seven. He threw three interceptions, three yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. fumbled the ball. Like three times, whatever it was. Like, oh my god! And you still outplayed Baker Mayfield fantasy wise. Who's your other trash? Oh my god, Tr- trash Baker Mayfield, bro. Uh, another one. Uh, curious about um, Miko Harmon. Now, Whoa, I, it's a big mention. It's a big mention because of the fact you got to look at it this way. Tyreek Hill is coming back. When? Probably about two weeks. So you're gonna trash him now? No, no, I didn't say trash him now. Okay. But when I we're talking about stash or trash, I mean like really hold on to like for the long run. We're talking about like, yeah, but trash is like trash him now. That's how I'm looking at it. Mm, no, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at it as like you know like you know do you do you really think this guy's worth keeping for more than like a week or two? Like that's what I mean by it. So oh, okay, me me Cole Harmon. Do you think that you know you don't you you think put it this way? Is he a player that you're going to trash within the upcoming weeks, or is he somebody that you think you're going to hold on to that's going to play good for the rest of the year? Well, I have him in Dynasty. I, Dynasty is look at, look at it this way, right? Look how Demarcus Robinson has been performing with Sammy Watkins on the field and Miko Hardman, right? So Demarcus Robinson is looking like a viable fantasy option, especially as a flex play. He has given you back to back good weeks. He's playing way more percentage of snaps than than, than Miko Hardman. Okay, way more. Granted, granted, but once uh, Tyreek Hill comes back. You you cannot you cannot just assume that Andy Reid is just gonna bench Miko Harmon there because Miko Harmon could still play on the other side with Tyreek Hill and still be good. So I'm not gonna trash him yet. I'll say wait and see until 
Tyreek Hill comes back and see how Miko Harmon does with Tyreek Hill and them having a fully loaded offense. Now, if he's not as much involved, then you have to, you know, obviously with the new information, then then maybe consider him as a trash. It's a little, but but I can you cannot assume that yet because you have to see when Tyreek Hill. From what I'm seeing from the past two games with Tyreek Hill out, Demarcus Robinson has played more snaps percentage and has a better catch percentage. Miko Harmon has gotten some decent targets, but he hasn't catched them all. So. DeMarco Robinson has been outperforming significantly to Miko Harmon. Yeah, but you're talking about DeMarcus Robinson, who is a fourth-year wide receiver. He's a veteran. He has at least been practicing and doing reps with, you know, Pat Mahomes. So I'm saying is that he's then. outperforming him. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to be an – like, is it, is it much more complicated for the defense to prep with Miko Harmon and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins or with – uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom, was Rob Demarcus Robinson, Sam Watkins, and Tyreek Hill. Like that's what you have to look. You have to see how Andy Reid is going to utilize him. Miko Harmon is a weapon. That's how Andy Reid drafted him he, to replace Tyreek Hill. But that doesn't essentially mean if Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is playing that he's going to be benching Miko Harmon because Miko Harmon he could be with limited touches. Limited touches, and he still gives you boom plays. You know, he, he that's the type of player that he is, and that's Tyreek Hill as well. It's like Tyreek Hill doesn't, ish. yeah, Tyreek Hill doesn't need volume targets in order to compile numbers. All he needs is two, three big, play, two, three plays, and he's good, and he gives you good fantasy production. And with this offense, the way the Mahomes is running this offense, looking like another MVP year for him, uh, you cannot just drop this guy because. There's fantasy points there that's going to be available. That's not only going to go towards Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, but it's going to, and Sammy Watkins and the, you know the rest of the running backs, but some of the wide receivers too. So you have to stay with these shares and see what happens. I would stash Miko Harmon, but I'd be nervous about it. I'll just tell you that. I'm it not makes be me nervous. It makes me nervous. But paid freaking uh, what what's his face? Um, Pat Mahomes though, man. Pat Mahomes is so crazy. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is crazy right now. Pat Mahomes is on pace to throw for like 6,300 yards. The record is 54-77. That's crazy. Pat Mahomes on record to like shatter it. Yeah, he's looking amazing right now. All right, so let's move on right now. Uh, if you have any other stash or trash questions, and there's another good way to pick, uh, to uh, plug this in, follow us at BFB Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, Follow us. Ask us any of your questions. If you should, you know, should I pick up this guy to drop this guy for any wave wire pickups that you have today? Hit us up anytime for that. Uh, let's talk now about is it time to panic? Do we panic on these guys? <laughs> these guys that <laughs> we drafted. <laughs> That's my panic uh, segment sound. That's also my turn off this podcast sound as well. Like if I was listening to this right, nope, done. That stopped this annoying. And if I'm driving, like what the hell is following me? I, I, I turned it off. All right. So, um, Yes, you know, these are guys that we drafted to do well. These are guys that we thought were going to do good. I'm nervous. And we should be nervous about. So uh, let's get through these kind of quick. You should panic on these guys, and we'll get to the wave of why worthy. Uh, James Conner, is it time to panic on James Conner or not? Uh, Looks like my second-round pick has been a disappointment so far as of now. The only thing that has helped James Conner is volume. 
which helped him compile his stats. But despite all that, his yards per carry per game was is only three point three. You know, and uh, you know, like if you look at his overall numbers, how many yards do you think he has total for the year so far? How many yards he has for the year total? Yeah, yeah. We'll just guess. Don't look up. Ninety nine. Right, that was good. Ninety seven. Oh, 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 nice. All he's, right. He's number 39. He's the number number 39 running back mm-hmm. with that, that, you know, that has accumulated as much yards as him. Um, now, you know who's who has more yards than him? Frank Gore. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know Frank Gore is a – yeah, of course. Just last week I think he compiled all those yards. No. He looked like a good week uh, play last week. Uh, Malcolm Brown, Jordan Howard, Gus Edwards. Who has more than Justin Hill? <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, you know, he's not looking good right now. So what has saved him, at least for fantasy fantasy concern, is uh, it's pretty much the targets. He's number 11 in targets. And, you know, he has gotten receptions. That's why he's has at least has given you some type of points, you know. But not, not the volume or the points that you expect for it first round or second round pick you know so to me he is someone you have to panic and i strongly advise that you know either you sell him or buy jalen samuels you know or you know if he's in the waiver wire he's only 45 in yahoo 28 he's only owned 45 percent in yahoo and 28 percent in espn leagues so if he's out there i strongly advise to pick him up or if he's not, at least try to trade him, you know, if you're a James Conner owner. If you cannot trade away James Conner, then try to retain Jalen Samuels, who, you know, who has average right now 4.4 yards per carry. You know, so he's so far doing a lot more. He's much more efficient and much more effective than James Conner. So if Conner continues to fail, you have to see what happens. Uh, and Jalen Samuels might take the realms with the Steelers. Okay. So he's someone, yeah, I'm really, 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 really panicking about. Okay. I'm really concerned. Okay. Are you? I'm concerned about you. Why? Where in the world did you see that James Conner's number two in targets? Number 11 in targets. Third, no, he's not. He's number 11 in targets. 14th. Mm, I saw it in fantasy data. I got it in 14th. fantasy data. All right, so these three spots. For down. running backs. For running backs, yeah. Yeah. The, For running backs. The, the, to me... To me, I'm panicking a lot about it, uh, and I think you said number th- th- three in targets. If no, we'll, we'll right, listen to the show correction later. Correction is we'll, uh, we'll listen to the show later. We'll see which one of us targets. is wrong. But then again, I'm like, no, half I said three point three yards per carry. That's what he's averaging. Three. We're gonna listen to it later, but I am like half carry. asleep. But the point right. is this: is that I'm extremely worried about James Conner because of the fact that I, I know you say he's giving you some sort of points. No, he hasn't given me any sort of points. I'm not <laughs> happy about that. I spent the number two pick on him. A, num- a number two, sorry, a second round pick on him and a high second round pick because that's why you where I grabbed them in the league. Uh, the guy has, I'm upset about spending that pick where he's only, his highest rushing attempts per game has been 13. And that just went last week. Okay. And, and he had a fumble. Do you want to look, <laughs> do you want to look at the upside? He's had uh uptick in carries every week. Yay. But he's only had a total of 13 targets, four in the first two, five last week. And it's I'm very concerned about him. He's he's really playing 
nowhere near for what we expected last year. The offense is nowhere the same without Antonio Brown as a much of a clown as he is Antonio clown. But as uh, it's, it's, he's not looking good. I'm very worried about him. I'm, Look, it's something like if a guy you trade away, you really can't trade away for much unless you're trading away to a James Conner believer that believes is going to get better. Do I believe is going to get better? I believe it has the chance to get better. I don't know if it, if it is going to get much better. So I'm not here predicting that it won't. I'm not saying that it will. I am saying that I am very worried about it. All right. Yeah, no, I'm worried. You know, he's I have to correct myself. 2.9 yards per carry. That, oh, that makes what, things better. That's what he's averaging for the season. That's making things better. Which ranks him number 70 as a running back. Yeah, it makes things a lot better. So, yes, I am really concerned about it. You know, he's not he's not breaking tackles as he should be. You know, uh, he's not looking like the guy that, bro- that broke out last year. Um, you know, it, it could be because of Antonio Clown not being there. Or, you know, it just, you know, he just... Was you know had a beginner's luck you know it, it could be that too but you know you expect the volume to be there for a Steelers running back and you know the production and it hasn't panned out especially for someone that you have drafted in the second round. Uh, Joe Mixon was going to make this list, but I avoided it last week with his Bounce little touchdown. He's had a, he had a pretty good game last week, so um, you know he's still the main guy there no matter what at that and then that bad offense and the bad offensive line so we'll see how progressive gets better remember last week he missed a couple of last year he missed a good number of games and he still ended up as the running back nine behind the bad offensive line so we shall see another big guy that i did want to mention though uh chris carson who fumbles 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 yes first two two fumbles last week another fumble uh I don't know if I would I would be concerned. I wouldn't panic. I'd panic. I'm panicking more of a James Conner than I am Chris Carson. And I'll tell you why. Because they're still talking good about Chris Carson there. Russell Wilson still says that he's arguably the best running back in the league. P. Carroll says that we believe in Chris Carson so much that we want to show him that. We're still going to use him a lot in the offense. He, and he also tried to justify it by saying that the punches, like that Chris Carson was doing the right thing to hold the ball, to secure the ball in the right way, but the punches that have been hit to get the balls out have been the most perfect punches that he have ever seen is in his entire career. So he's making his excuses, if you want to call it that, whatever, I guess is an easy word to say excuses or what it maybe might really be true, who knows, like the little details that he might see that we don't, but... He's making his case for uh, Chris Carson. He loves Chris Carson. He wants to, uh, you know, keep playing them, I think. So this is where you're concerned. You're not not concerned about his usage with the offense. You're concerned about his productivity. His usage is looking great, especially in the reception uh, area. Um, You you should be slightly concerned because one thing that head coaches hate is turnovers. And if you're going to be fumbling the ball, that's the easiest way you could lose a job. Especially Absolutely. if you have the next guy up that's been a first-round pick. And, you know, you have GMs and coaches that have to prove people right that they made the right selection sometimes. But that's not the case at the moment. But it's something that you should definitely be worried about. Chris Carson, at least what he has on his side is that he does not have the history of someone that fumbles the ball, not even in his collegiate career. 
he had, you know, he's never really had a fumble in before issue. this year. Before this, because season. the past two three weeks have been a history of fumbles. <laughs> yeah, no, just but but now if he had a history of fumbles like Miles Sanders, no, I know what you mean. I know you know you Miles Sanders, who was like, you know, he was on pace of uh, fumbling a ball every like I don't know, I forgot the number that I said every twenty odd touches. Like you know, recently this week he just fumbled the ball, so that's you know a rookie fumbling the ball. You know, who hasn't fully gotten the, the trust from the offense is always going to be a concern. But, you know, Chris Carson never had that issue last season or the year before that and even in his collegiate career. So you, I won't panic, but it is a concern. And, you know, you have to think, you know, quickly if he does fumble again that right behind him is Rashad Penny, who has been efficient, efficient with his limited touches that you know could 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 take his job or at least see some you know his uh his timeshare uh tick up a little bit you know i hear you uh who do you got to panic about panic sony michelle sony michelle was you know one of the you know the running backs that i like this offseason uh right now he's number 10 in rush attempts but he's only averaging 2.4 yards per carry, mm-hmm. which ranks him number 79 in the league. Anyone against Miami. For an offense that averages, you know, that's doing great in offense, but for an offense that's at least averaging 3.2 yards per, per carry, you know. Uh, meanwhile, you have Rex Burkhead averaging 4.7 yards per carry. He has accumulated more yards than Michelle. Rex Burkhead has 112 yards over Sony Michelle's 108 yards. In fewer touches, Rex Burkhead had 24 rush attempts compared to Sony Michelle's 45 yard, uh, rush attempts. Uh, you have to be really concerned here. You know, uh, his efficiency is really, really low unless he's playing hurt. You know, this is not the Sony Michelle that we saw in the playoffs, not whatsoever. And what we know, at least for the history of the Patriots, they like the running back by committee. And Rex Burkett is doing good. I know he had moments where he had accumulated those points, those yardage in garbage time. But, you know, he's someone that you could consider picking up. You know, Rex Burkett is only on 25 in Yahoo, 22% in ESPN. You know, and he's someone that I consider picking up. Because, look, not only in the Russian department, he's outperforming Sonny Michel, but... In the passing game, too, he has 17 targets with 13 receptions, 110 yards. How many does Sony Michelle have? Targets? Not that much. One target, zero reception. I am panicking. I'm worried if I'm a Sony Michelle owner here. I'm not panicking uh, because the. The way the backfield is always every time for the Patriots, it's always like you don't know what's going on there. You don't know what Bill Belichick's going to do. It is the most biggest headache to own a Patriots running back forever in fantasy football. So it's because of the fact that uh, he's so smart with Belichick, uh, I'm not panicking. Am I going to be every week in, week out worried about if, how much points he's going to put up? Yeah, I'll be worried about it. But I'm not panicking to the fact that he's not going to just – overall play well overall at the end of the year put up points and overall perform his adp around there um i'm not panicking too much about that well i to me i have to is is something to be concerned about because the first the first three games that the patriots played is the perfect 
type of game for a running back to excel and compile numbers. And Sony Michelle did not capitalize on that. You know, unless you're a strong believer that what the Patriots are doing, they're just curbing and, and monitoring Sony Michelle's usage for the longer haul, which is the playoff and the chip. The chip. I don't know if they're but, curving it. I just think that, like you said, he's, he's so unpredictable the way he does it that it's just he's, he's, he's still a very good running back. He's on a very good team. I just think that he's still going to produce. We just know he's not going to be in that pass-catching role. That one pass, that one catch, I mean, that one pass or zero catches, it doesn't surprise me too much. We didn't expect him to get any much targets or passes or catches anyways. We just expected him to run better with the ball, but we didn't expect him to do much in the passing game anyways. Yeah, but what's concerning to me is that he is number 10 in rush attempts. And to not put up enough numbers, like he's ranked right now number 45 as a running back. No, no, I, I get, I get, know, I, so, I understand you're not happy he's with 10, it. I just, he's number 10 with rush attempts. So he's getting the opportunities and he's not capitalizing. I think in an offense that has been producing points. I'm more concerned about James Conner than I am Tony Michelle. If it wasn't for those two touchdowns that he had, he would definitely he won't even be ranked number forty five. He'll be out out of the top fifty. I hear you. Running hear you. backs, not even top fifty fantasy point players, just running backs, which uh, is very concerning. Uh, another another player that we got to talk about. We got to do this quickly so we get to the waiver wire uh, pickups. Another player that mentioned uh, Devontae Adams. Ooh, nah, I'm not. That, I'm not too worried. I am. I'm not too worried. I am. All right, you could be worried. I'm, I'm super worried about it because of the fact, listen, it's a whole new offense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is now looking like a middle tier, not like even a top tier one. He's looking like the middle of a pack type of quarterback right now. It's it's not so much of a poor play about Aaron Rodgers, but it's about like the new scheme that right now that uh, is going on over there. With, with Matt LaFleur? Matt LaFleur, yeah, but also you understand too, like since the defense is doing so well, the defense has been very, very good. With the defense being as strong as it is, then looking to – Control the ball a little more, you know what I mean? Like, or they're looking to, to, to have like, the defense to keep him in the game and the game script. I mean, they played last they week, played he had, tough matchups, though. You're, they they played always the Bears, do. They played the Bears, they played the Vikings, they played the Broncos. now they're gonna play against the Phillies, which is not a bad one. Dallas has a good defense, Detroit has a good it's corner. It's gonna get better. If anything, to me, he's more of a buy low candidate right now. Like, someone that's concerned definitely with a buy low candidate he's right, right now. now, someone that I'll target because. His schedule is going to get Insane. better. He had four. He had four uh, targets last week. Four targets with four receptions. And yeah. remember, it's like it's, it's his schedule was tough to begin with. We knew he had to go against you know Xavier Rhodes, Darius Slay, Fuller, all those players over there. You know, in Chicago in general, like we knew he had tough matchups to begin with. But it's just it's it's not been producing. I mean, remember this is the guy that was taking to be like the top wide receiver along with DeAndre Hopkins over there off the board. So it's Yeah, man, no, I just just listen, buy the dip. If you if the people are panicking on Devontae Adams, I I just buy I would, the dip I, right it's now. Somebody that you would he's buy gonna, low. He's gonna bounce back by the end of the year, he's still gonna be top twelve wide receiver. We shall see. Yeah. All right, let's get through the is anybody else? No? Uh well, his teammate, Aaron Jones, is nah. a player that I'm worried about. Nope. Yeah, you people drafted him Owners drafted him to in the be, fourth round to 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 be the workhorse. Nope. running back. How do you, I expect him? You draft a workhorse in the fourth round. If if you went zero RB approach, yes. You know, you, no, if you drafted, no, you don't. Yeah, if the first three rounds you went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then you, you went didn't draft round. him to be a workhorse. Well, if he's your first running back that you selected in a zero RB approach, no, yes. no, 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 no,
you draft a serviceable RB for a zero RB approach. You don't draft a workhorse in the fourth round. There's, it's hard to find a workhorse in the fourth round. You're not, you're not, when you're drafting, when you're drafting a running back in the fourth round, you're drafting a running back that's going to put a point serviceably. You're, dra- you're looking at an RB2. You're not drafting a workhorse. You're looking at the workhorse in the first two rounds. If you go zero RB approach, just because it's your first running back doesn't mean that you're drafting a workhorse running back. You're drafting a good running back, but you're not looking to draft a workhorse running back. Well, I expected him to be more of a workhorse uh, running back that is going to give. Did you expect him to be a running back one, like top 12 running back? I expected Production. him to be like a, like a low end running back one, high end running back two with, the, right. with potential to move higher. I know. I did not expect him to be a running back one. All right. Well, to me, what is concerning is that the touches, because bef- the end of the la- end of season, end of last season, it seems like he was getting prim- he was primarily the running back one for the Packers, but that has been changing with Matt Lafleur. Now he wants to do more of a timeshare with Jamal Williams. Now, you know, did you know that Jamal Williams outtouched? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Jones last, yes, I did last game. You know, so like those are things that I'm a little concerned of. You know, when you're losing touches to the second running back, uh, that that means that the opportunity for him to be a running back one is mu- much less likely. So that's where I'm panicking. You know, especially with Malafleur preaching that he's trying to do an even 50-50 timeshare. What has saved Aaron, Aaron, I keep on saying Aaron Rodgers. What has saved Aaron Jones is at least, you know, he has gotten touchdowns. But, you know, he's someone that I definitely would consider. What's going on? I hit my radio by accident. I hit Pandora by he, accident. He's a, he's a player that I'm, I'm considering. If I'm an owner of Aaron, Aaron Jones, is I'm considering trading him for, like, the likes of maybe a Kerryon Johnson or David Montgomery. You're bogging. Have you seen the, t- the amount of touches? Buff. Have you seen the amount First of touches Kerryon Johnson had last uh, week? Have you seen the amount of touches that David Montgomery's been getting? He's looking all right. He's getting Cordero more targets. Patterson is getting looks. It's, 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 tick- it's ticking up. Aaron Jones has been doing fine. He's been doing well. He's gotten three touchdowns in the last two games. He's still getting the targets. He's still putting up more yards per carry. He's doing well. He's doing fine. Doesn't matter what they say about they want to get him more touches. Doesn't mean you panic on it. I, I especially for David Montgomery or Carry On Johnson. No. You know how many snap? What was the snap percentage for? Uh, thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. David Montgomery, sixty seven. Doesn't no, but he's still it's, not it's getting going up. Touches. It's trending up. He went from thirty eight, forty four to sixty seven. Not trading David Montgomery for Aaron Jones for David Montgomery. Aaron Jones is doing very well. He's doing very very well, and he's going to keep doing well. And you won't do it for Carryon Johnson. I nope. think Carryon Johnson is an excellent guy that's going to excel more. Nope. He went. He went from 57, 54 snap share to seventy five. He went from four, uh, sixteen to twelve attempts to twenty attempts. Aaron Jones is a better running back. I, I like Carryon jo- uh, Johnson. He's yeah. all purpose. So like him all you want. So is so is Aaron Jones. Yeah, but he's competing with Jamal Williams. He's not competing with Jamal Williams. It's just because he's just because last week, just because last week he had more touches, and just because what Matt Lafleur says doesn't mean that this was going to happen. Darren Jones, just because the head coach is saying he wants a fifty. How many times did the head coach said a bunch of things? All right, the head coach said that you know. The, 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 okay, the head coach, the head coaches always say a bunch of things all the time. Panic, panic, panic. Doesn't mean it. No, I wouldn't panic. Right, you want on. to panic, you go ahead and panic. If, if But I'm telling you guys, don't panic about Aaron Jones. He's doing. He, first of all, there's nothing to panic about. It's not like, oh, my God, he's doing bad. He's doing good. Stop. <laughs> he's doing good. All right, move on. That's it. 
You know, so I don't know what there is to I panic. My two cents, but yeah, but you, but you're too, you know, when you're saying panic, you got to panic about people that you drafted to do good and are doing bad. Aaron Jones is doing good. He's doing all right. He's doing good. He, to me, he's the perfect like you, you trade and you get good value and get like a Kerryon Johnson or even more, better, more, more. I think Kerryon Johnson is going to do better. You think that's you trade for the guys yeah. you want. You trade for what yeah. you want, but I'm saying that. You when you panic on somebody is because somebody's doing bad. Like Stephon Diggs is doing bad. You could panic on Stephon. You Diggs. were just worried about Devontae Adams, and he because he's doing bad. Yeah, and that's why you're panicking. You don't panic on somebody who's doing good. All right, you know what I mean. You panic on somebody who's doing bad, not somebody on who's doing good. Like Baker Mayfield doing bad, panic, drop, stack, you know, trash. Oh, well, I'm not dropping him though. Aaron I Jones, would drop him 100 percent to Baker Mayfield. No, Aaron Jones, I won't drop. Him. Of course not. No, I know, but I'm saying, but this is <laughs> where we're talking about the panic. Panic right. on people who are supposed to do good that aren't doing good, not on people that are doing good. All right, all right. So we got to get into the waiver wire conversation. We got to talk about that. Uh, so uh, to me, my biggest waiver wire pick of the week is you, you have to use it for the week is uh, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman to me is the biggest way wire pick in the week. Only owned in 1.2% of leagues. I tried to trade him in a dynasty league to Ryan San Pedro for like a third round pick for Justice Case. And he did not trade with me. I, th- I think that's a good trade. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it? Nope. Uh, well, I asked higher first. These guys don't like to trade in, in I, our league. I asked him for first, but. You asked him for what? For a second. You asked him for a second? Then I asked for a third. For Wayne Gallman. And he has Saquon. Oh, okay. Not well. I'll say a fourth. I, I well, I'll say a fourth. Nope, not now. No. Well, now you could ask for a third. No, I, I think a third. You, you want to trade him for a third right now? Second, right now. A second, especially for the fact that we look like we're going to be missing Saquon Barkley about four to eight weeks. <laughs> so you're going to blame him on that, and then try to get yeah. the benefits. I, I, gotcha. I, I, you, you, I had, gotcha. you had, you had, you had, you had uh, your chance. I'm going to put it out there. Anyways, Wayne Gallman to me is the biggest pick of the week, and it's funny about like in our, in our group chat that uh, practice squad and shouts to Roy because he's hilarious and he's talking about like, oh, why would Saquon come back if the Giants are out of the playoff hunt? And then Roy goes like, yo, he's a warrior, Penn State, Survivor Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> that had me oh, man. dying when he said that. That's hilarious. Roy's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, so then, um, so Wayne Gallman to me is the best pick for the week because of the fact, listen, it's not that he's so much a great guy or like a great running back. He's okay. He's not bad. I mean, you know, he's not the worst running back out there. I think, you know, he's all right. But it at the end of the day, it's 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 not that bad of an offensive line. It's a way it's a improved offensive line with improvement at the quarterback role that could also run and pass with some decent pass catchers in Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I mean, right now, besides Evan Ingram being the best, you know, one of the best tight ends right now in the game. Right now at this moment, yeah. and with Saquon being one of the best running backs in the game, but Saquon's out of the equation. So when you're in a league with all these like you know middle of the pack players that are pretty good, you know what I mean? Like all the squads better than everybody in Miami. So you know what I mean? It's it's not a bad uh, position for him. So it's it definitely a big wave wire pickup is Wayne Gallman. All right, my biggest streamer, right? My biggest streamer is Justin Jackson. Only owned twenty nine percent in Yahoo, thirty four percent in ESPN leagues. The Chargers will be facing. The Miami Dolphins, who allowed the most points to running backs this year so far. They allowed the most points to everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to throw more dirt on them. You know? They Come allowed on. they allowed the most points to kickers. <laughs> uh, if All you right. play if you play a uh, a punter, they allow the most points to that. If you have a uh, I you know, individual defensive player, most points to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, most points to everything. Yeah, so we saw what Tony Pollard did in garbage time. He had 13 rushing attempts with 103 yards and one touchdown with three receptions and 25 yards. He gave you 21.8 fantasy points. I expect Justin Jackson to do the same in this role. Like, he, if you look at his points, right, He's been one of those misfortunes where he had like three games where he had called back big plays or touchdowns. So he, in actuality, actuality would have had more fantasy points in his uh, in his uh, player card than what he's supposed to now. So to me, J- Jackson, right now he's you know he's ranked number two in yards per carry with seven point nine. No, I did not know that. With uh, with uh, rushers who had ten more attempts or more, so. Uh, you know, this is a guy that he's been very, very efficient. If anything, hyper efficient. And this is a perfect play, not only in as a waiver streamer, but also a daily. He's someone that I recommend, and he's going to pay dividends. He's definitely going to give you 20-plus fantasy points. I like Justin Jackson. Uh, if you want to talk about a streamer for the week as opposed to a waiver wire pickup, which are both kind of the same, I guess one of the same. But if you want to talk about the streamer, which is another one, which is the same thing, waiver wire pickup for me and definitely a streamer. And I talked about this guy before. I was big on him before. I said, if you're looking at the best undrafted team, there's a guy to keep an eye on. He's going to do good. He did good. Will Disley is the play for me this week, 100%. The lowest that a tight end has ever scored against the Arizona Cardinals so far this year is 24 points, and that's by Mark Andrews, who, besides last year, has been doing very, very, very good this year. So Will Disley is going to kill. He has been doing very well. So he, for that team, he's like the red zone guy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Tyra Lockett's not a big guy. He's doing very well, Tyra Lockett. He's been playing... um, getting a ton of targets, getting a ton of catches, doing well on PPR, getting the touchdowns. He is, you know, like the main guy to get it. But Will Disley is the big red zone guy, and he's getting the looks. He's gotten three touchdowns in the past two games. His targets have been going up. I know the first week wasn't that great with only two targets, but then he got five targets for five catches. Then he got seven targets for six catches. For You know, his yards have been going up. His uh, Everything's been going up for him for the most part, besides yards per target, whatever. But it's just... Uh, Will Disley going against the Arizona Cardinals. Anytime you got a tight end going against the Arizona Cardinals so far this year, you play them. They're going to do good. So Will Disley is a big play for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, to me, uh, a waiver wire worthy one is Philip Dorsett, who's only Absolutely. owned 33% in Yahoo and 11% in ESPN. The former first round pick of the Colts seems to have found a home in New England. Now with Antonio Brown out, I ended up dropping him when Antonio Brown signed with the New England Patriots in my dynasty. And right now, I'm really, really, really regretting it. But, uh, you know, you got Antonio Brown that's no longer in, in Antonio Clown, let's, let's just call him, who's no longer with the Patriots. And you got Julian Edelman who's dealing with a chest injury. He, I, uh, updates on that, they said it's not, it's not serious. It's not serious? Yeah. All right, but he's still going to be the, he's still going to be the wide receiver two for that offense. Um, who? Oh, well, wide receiver three. Sorry yeah, about, about to say that. Yeah, who? wide receiver three for that offense. So, you're talking about a player that has been playing for the Patriots already two plus years, and uh, it seems that Philip Dorsett seems to set up for to have a breakout year. I'm not talking about a breakout year to be like a number one wide receiver, but a good wide receiver three type flex play here. This you're talking about a player with his physical metrics of 99 percentile, 40 yard dash, and a speed score of you know a third, third a 73rd percentile in speed score. 
and a 91st percentile agility. This guy is has the athleticism, and he's compared to a Brandon Cooks. So just think of what Brandon Cooks did with the Patriots' offense. And this could easily be Philip Dorsett, or poor man Brandon Cooks. That's what I consider him. And to me, he's not only good play for this week, but year-long. You know, I, I look at him as a third wide receiver, like a good, solid flex player that you could have in this prolific offense. So, uh, you know, right now he's currently ranked number 18 as a wide receiver, you know, in PPR formats. You know, he already has 13 receptions, 170, 187 yards with three t- touchdowns and 14 tar- targets, you know. So not only that, you know, he's number two. He's with, ranked overall 18th? Yeah. All, all the wide receivers 18th? Yeah. He's not. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You might be right. You might be right. Hold on. Yeah, you Go are. Ahead. Sorry. Ahead. No, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So wrong. number two. I was looking at I was looking at standard. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Standard. All right. Number two with air yard per attempt with 15.7 yards per attempt. Per. Per attempt. <laughs> so, oh, wait. You got something else? No. Nah. Uh, so he's ahead of uh, Demarcus Robinson in that category and below Deshaun Jackson, Tenjin, DJ Shark. You're talking about a big player, big play guy in the Patriots offense that has looked good. He's definitely a guy that you should pick up in your wire, you know, in your waiver wire. Uh, definitely a guy that you have to pick up on your waiver wire, one hundred percent. I don't understand why this guy is not owned in all leagues. He really should be. I don't get it. DJ Shark. Uh, he's got three straight games with a touchdown. He's doing fantastic. He's he's getting uh, you know, like all the air yards. Uh, the guy's getting like like you know, like last game alone, fifteen point yard, fifteen yards per target. You know, thirty six yards per target. It, it's it's. Amazing, nineteen yards per catch. The guy, the guy. I really don't understand why the guy is only owned in like not, not even half the SBN leagues. He's still how, how, available. How many? Forty one percent. Forty one percent. That's it. He should be owned in all leagues. If DJ Shark is out there, go grab him. He's also a guy. If you look at the trade, you could definitely sell high on him. Definitely somebody you want to sell high. So uh, DJ Shark is a big one for me. That you know you should definitely go in out there and pick up. Um. On the waiver wire, uh, yeah. Um, and so, when, who else? Oh, uh, Darrell Williams for the running back for the Chiefs we were talking about. Somebody that's definitely a worthy pickup. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, you know, he had a good game. He did pretty well. But, uh, you know, Damian Williams is right now questionable still. And um, LaShawn McCoy is a little bit banged up too, but nothing serious as well. But Darrell Williams, it looks like we, we you and I both thought it was Darwin Thompson. Yeah, we, I thought it was Darwin Thompson. Uh, we're not, uh, you know. We're wrong here. You know, Darrell Williams does what he does have. He has the prototypical size and frame that Andy Reid likes from a running back. Um, what else you could say? Um, this guy got the reps, you know, despite, you know, we're, we thinking that Darwin Thompson was going to get it. Uh, he had nine receptions, I mean, nine carries with 62 yards with five receptions and 47 yards. He's a definite pickup. Even if McCoy, like, even if McCoy or Damian Williams plays, if one of them misses time, one of them, he's definitely a guy that you could play as your flex uh, player, and he might give you uh, you know some good points. He's a good streamer. That's how I look at him for this week. If McCoy or Damian Williams misses this game, my favorite running well, not to remember man, the number one guy you should pick up is I, I believe Wayne Gallman. My fa- your favorite streamer I know is Justin Jackson. My favorite streamer is Will Disley. 
My favorite person to pick up just straight out of spite is Daniel Jones. It's well, just, if you're going to pick up Daniel Jones, another player you should definitely is waiver wire worthy, especially now with Daniel Jones as under center. And is, with you dropping Baker Mayfield. You yeah, should also. All right. So it <laughs> is Golden Tate, who's only owned 37%. Golden Tate, definitely. Absolutely. 37% in Yahoo leagues and 40%, 47% in, in uh, ESPN leagues. Yep. I'm in, I'm in all that 40% in all those leagues. Now that the Giants have, <laughs> now that the Giants have their, uh, have their new brand, brand new toy with, with Daniel Jones and no Saquon Barkley, uh, the you know targets are going to be missing, and they're going to be added up to maybe the wide receiver side and not Wayne Gallman. You know, so Golden Tate, he, you know, he was the latest free agent signing addition for the Giants. You know, they did give him the money, so he's definitely going to get an uptick in in not only the the touches but the targets. They're gonna he's going to be a, vo- a focal point in this offense. Yeah, you know? he was he was suspended for you know the PEDs. Yeah. Whatever. So that, that means he must be doing well performance. <laughs> He's taking the drugs for it. <laughs> uh, you know, going into last season before he got traded, he was, you know, trending to have a 90 plus reception. Uh, not, not what he, he was trending to have 12, 1,200 yards before he got traded last season to the Eagles. And he still ended up, you know, even with the Eagles, he had like he didn't do that too, so well. He still ended up as a number twenty nine wide receiver for that season. No, no, it, it's 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 definitely so, an improving offense. That. So easily. He's a f- wide, re- wide receiver three in the Giants offense with the upside to be a wide receiver two. Uh, also, if you want to pick up Kyle Allen, as we all know that already, that uh, Cam Newton will not be playing again this week. Uh, so Cam Newton looks like to have something uh, a more of a serious thing aggravated over there with him and that injury. Um, he believed to be dealing with a list Frank fracture, something like that. Uh, it's to keep in rehabs, hoping to returning and avoiding surgery is the hope for um, Cam Newton. So yeah, another another guy is uh, Paul Richardson, only on one percent of Yahoo, thirteen percent of ESPN. He's going against the Giants. You know, he, Giants are our defense sucks. Yeah, the second worst in defense against wide receivers. You our, saw what Mike Evans did. You know, so yeah, our defense sucks. Uh, and not for nothing, Paul Paul Richardson. He's ranked thirty five as as a wide receiver, yeah. and he's ranked twenty four in receptions. So. This could be a he's a good streamer, you know, a good flex play, especially if you you're one of those that had T. Y. Hilton and is looking for a wide receiver. Uh, I recommend Paul Richardson as a waiver wire pickup for this week. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so party people, that's the episode for this week. Uh, we hope we got a lot of you know we got a lot to cover, got a lot to do to talk about. Hopefully, we helped you out for all your waiver wire picks. Any other questions that you may have, please hit us up at any given time at B B Podcast on Instagram on Twitter. Hit us up. We'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can anytime. Uh, remember, check out OverlayDFS.com. You can also read all about this on our website at BetterFantasyBureau.com. Check us out, party people. Stick with us as we got a lot of things still planned and we're trying to do the best we can to get it out there. All right. Good luck with your waiver wire, guys. Thank Su- you. Success nonetheless, party people. Peace.